Hello, and welcome to the Pacific Northwest Showdown podcast. We are your hosts, Michaela and Kate. Hey. Hey. This is episode eight. It rhymes with Kate. It does. That it means is it's so going to be great. a good one. Oh, hey. Yeah. Of the Pacific Northwest Showdown. And first of all, we just want to say happy Veterans Day to those who served our country. Thank you for your courage, your bravery, and your sacrifice to protect those who live in our country. It is deeply appreciated. Absolutely. All the respect for all the veterans. Thank you so much. All right. So Kate is going to share with us this week's Pacific Northwest Athlete Quote of the Week. All right. So um, the quote this week comes from... Um, Brandon Tenev, who, as you may know, plays for the Kraken. Mm -hmm. But before that, he played for the Penguins. And so uh, Taylor Haas, who's a reporter for the Penguins, had asked him about his headshot that he had for them back in uh, February of 2021. And he said, I did actually see a ghost. It was walking behind the gentleman that was taking our pictures. It kind of caught me off guard. I haven't seen one of those things yet. It was pretty rare to see that. That's why I had that facial expression. And his face just looks like he's very surprised. Uh, eyes big, mouth slightly open. Um, and if you've seen his headshot for the Kraken. Man, they've shown so many. It's like just 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 weird faces from that guy yeah, all the time. It, it like it has increasingly over his, the years that he's played yeah. in the NHL, like gotten yeah. weirder and weirder. And I love it. It's like his shtick. And it, you know, at the Kraken games, they would put up on the big, on the twins. On the twins. On the twins. They would put up his headshots photo for the um, for when they're for the Kraken, yeah. And they go around, you know, the arena and they hone in on, you know, a Kraken fan, and they have to try to match his expression. Oh yeah, it is really funny. It's really funny, and then you know they ask the fans to like cheer yeah, whose exactly. facial express expressions were the best, and so good. But I thought that that was a hilarious quote. He's like, a, he seems like a pretty funny guy. Did he actually see a ghost? I mean, who actually knows? We will never know. I mean, he said he did. So and we he said he had never seen one of those yet. We gotta take him at his word, I guess. We do. That is your Pacific Northwest athlete quote of the week. Coming up next is the showdown lowdown. Welcome to the showdown lowdown. Showdown lowdown. Ooh. I switched it up this time. Our Pacific Northwest sports news and updates. So to start out this week, we're going to talk about the Seattle Mariners. And the Mariners manager, Scott Servais, has been named a finalist for the 2021 American League Manager of the Year Award. Good for him. Yeah. And the other two finalists for the AL Manager of the Year Award were Dusty Baker of the Houston Astros. Boo. And Kevin Cash of the Tampa Bay Rays. I almost said Devil Rays. They, I think they used to be the Devil Rays. And okay. I think they took it out because, you know devil so you know okay <laughs> i was very tempted more, to say more powerful without the devil i guess all right so uh talking about finalists for awards jp crawford uh golden glove finalist got snubbed and we're going to talk about that a little bit more during our mailbag segment um you know i feel like the mariners this season that people had much lower expectations for yeah, them for sure. than how they actually ended up performing and I'm really excited about the Mariners. There's a lot of talk about what's happening with the offseason. Oh, yeah. And one of these days, we'll have to have my brother come on and, and talk about uh, what's going on with the Mariners. I feel and like he knows everything he about knows baseball. He knows so much about baseball. So yeah. 
Ryan, if you're listening, you're going to have to come on the show sooner or later. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. All right. All right. Moving over to the Seattle Seawolves rugby team and season tickets are now on sale for the 2022 season, starting at just $260. You said last week that it would be a very like affordable season ticket. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's pretty great. Um, pretty much affordable for, you know, compared to other season well, tickets. If you for buy sure. even one ticket for, and I get like, the yeah, Seattle like a, Seahawks, like, like a pair right. of tickets. Yeah. You are hitting that anyway for, for several of the, several of the venues. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, this could definitely be a fun gift idea for someone who loves sports or loves going to watch sporting events. If you think they're going to love watching rugby or Hey, maybe you're going to convert them into loving rugby by giving them this, who knows? Um, the Seattle, uh, sorry, this, excuse me, the Seawolves rugby team also kicks off their preseason on January 22nd and starts their regular season on February 6th, 2022. So let's show some love and support up to our Seawolves for this upcoming season. And we'll be reporting on them more when they, when they start playing. Yeah. Too. And we're going to go watch some of their games. We're going to do that. Yeah. And it will be our first time going to watch a rugby game. Absolutely. Yep. And uh, you ha- you have family that plays on rugby teams. Uh, yeah, one uh, uh, one of my nephews is uh, he plays on the Chicago Griffins. So I've I have uh, been in contact with him about getting some rugby knowledge going for myself so that I can know more than just what a scrum is. But I do know what a scrum is. So that's you do, exciting. yeah. So that's exciting. Um, the Seattle Seawolves has, have been really fun and interactive on Twitter. Oh, so yeah, reach great. out to them. They're really, you know, they love interacting with fans. I think that they deserve to have a fan base show yeah. up for them and support them. And yeah, they have some pretty cute merch too on their site. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Leave it to Kate to go shopping. I do. Online. I do. <laughs> hey, I mean, you got to check out what's going on, you know? I mean, Hey, that's, they've got some fun stuff. All right. I'm looking forward to getting some of that for Christmas. Oh, maybe you will. Oh, Who knows? Okay. Who knows? Santa can bring anything. Oh, yeah. All right. Moving on to the Seattle Kraken, who are currently 4-8 and eight this season. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And since our last episode of the Pacific Northwest Showdown last Wednesday, Jordan Eberly scored the very first hat trick in Seattle Kraken history. And it happened to be at Climate Pledge Arena, which was a very special moment for all of the fans that showed up on Thursday, November 4th. And we had a 5-2 win over the Buffalo Sabres in that game. So for those of you who are maybe unfamiliar with the term hat trick, it means that he scored three goals in one game. That's really hard to do. It is really hard to do. And because it's so hard to do, there are special traditions that have been created in the realm of hockey. So if a player gets a hat trick, then the fans that are at the game will typically throw their hats on the ice mm-hmm. and then they'll go and collect all the hats that have been thrown on the it ice. It was crazy how many hats. I did, and it, they just kept coming. We, right. we were watching this one on TV. We, we weren't fortunate so enough glad. to be there, but right. um, but it just, it just kept throwing hats and kept throwing hats. And then there was always just like, you'd see the people coming by and scooping up the hats. They were putting them in like the big... Trash, big trash, big trash cans, then yeah, um, which I'm sure weren't actually for trash, but they were. No, just, Jordan they, Eberly did get all those hats. He yeah, had a picture of himself after the yeah. game with just this like huge like garbage bag full of just hats. all the hats that were thrown on the ice. So it's, it's a really special tradition yeah. that's part of hockey. So cool. Um, so Eberly just an incredible last week that he's had. Oh yeah. Um, 
Kraken really did have a quick and promising start in their game against the Arizona Coyotes or Coyotes, depending they on how people it. want they to say it. They said it both ways. They did the announcers it. did. Mm -hmm. On Saturday night, and they came in hot with two goals right up, right from the start. Jordan Eberle again tallied <laughs> yes. one 15 seconds into the game, and then Yanni Gord scored 59 seconds into the game. I mean, if you had just turned the game on like just two minutes later than it started, you would have been like, what the heck happened? Exactly. <laughs> um, so, and then Nathan Bastian also scored his first of the season. Love it. Uh, the Kraken ended up losing this game, though, in a heartbreaking fashion, losing five to four. So close. And it was like at the end of the game. Yeah, it was. Oh. Um, the Las Vegas Knights came out with the win this week, four to two over the Kraken. So I feel like the Kraken, you know what? I feel like they're showing up to these games. It's just they're not coming out on top. They're still a new team. So we need it's to true. stay. We need to stay faithful. We need to stay showing up to these games. We need to support them. Absolutely. I think that we have a really solid team here. I mean, for sure. And I think, you know, as they again, as they play with each other more, as they get used to everybody's styles and, and kind of who's good at what and all, and all that just like teamwork and, and that building of, mm -hmm. of trust and relationship. I think they're just going to do great. I mean, with the game against the uh, Coyotes, their goalie, like they, they took out their goalie like immediately because we got those two, right, two from, points. I yeah. mean, it was just like, all right, well, that guy's out and another guy's in. And I mean, I think we're showing that we've got some great talent. Mm -hmm. It's just trying to, trying to, trying to get it together over some of these other teams who have been, you know, probably playing together a whole a lot longer absolutely so we're hoping that the kraken can turn it around and secure a win tonight november 11th against the anaheim ducks oh, the mighty ducks are they the mighty ducks the anaheim, the anaheim ducks. ducks i feel like the mighty ducks i might be thinking of um what's that movie the mighty ducks Oh, is that about with the Amelia, Anaheim? With Amelia es yeah. Emilio Estevez and the kids. And yeah, that was the movie The Mighty Ducks. And then after that movie came out, they acquired the hockey team and, and they became the Ducks. Oh. I'm pretty sure I'm right about this. I don't know a lot about sports, but I'm pretty sure the movie came before the team. I'm pretty sure. Well, at now we the, have some research the team in do. that location. I don't know if the team was like transferred there or if it was like a new team. But, um, but yeah, so... Anyway, speaking of other teams, uh, the OL Reign um, in, you know, uh, NWSL or Northwest Soccer League news, um, Chicago is traveling to Portland to take on the Thorns, while Washington uh, heads to Tacoma to meet the OL Reign. So both of these NWSL semifinal matchups are going to kick off Sunday, November 14th for a spot in the November 20th championship game in Louisville. So if you're able to go and support the oil rain on Sunday, show up, cheer them on. Um, those games always look like they're so much fun. I next, next season, I really want to make sure we get to some of them. I know this season, it's been kind of hard for us, but next season, I really want to make sure we get to some of those. Well, summertime is going to be games. perfect. You know, they yeah. have games in the summer. Yeah. We have a lot more flexibility. With it's true. This summer we had gotten married. So, and we were on a honeymoon. There was just so many things. There was a lot we this doing, summer, which yeah. was all fun. It was great. We were happy about it. All but it. yeah, not as much time to do some of those other things. Yeah. So very excited for next season. Absolutely. You're going to hear a lot more about whether it's rugby or the OL rain and our experiences in person watching those games. And we hope that all of you can also take time to show up for our Pacific Northwest teams. Oh, yeah. Maybe you'll have an opportunity to meet us if you happen to run into us at one of those games. For That'll sure. Be really cool. Um, but yeah, let's start showing up.
All right, the Sounders FC is set to face Real Salt Lake in round one of the Audi 2021 MLS Cup playoffs on Tuesday, November 23rd at Lumen Field at 7.30 p.m. on FS1. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The matchup pits second place Seattle against seventh place RSL for the third time this season with the two clubs splitting their regular season series with a win apiece. Oh, so it's like you don't know what's going to happen. Well, it, I mean, you never it's know. Kind you of never like, know with sports anyway, right? But like, exactly. you, really, you really don't know now because they've each won one against each other. So like, who's going to take it off? Like, I hope it's the Sounders. I hope so too. Yeah. Ooh, it's a, it makes it a little more like on the edge of your seat though, you know? It really does. I like that. Yeah, we might have to look at maybe seeing if there's tickets available for that Tuesday night game. Yeah, you never know. It could happen. It, it could, could happen. happen. We'll, we'll take a peek. Um, and, you know, for the Seahawks, they had a bye week this week, um, which allowed time for the Seahawks' future Hall of Fame quarterback, Russell Wilson, to make a comeback for this week's matchup uh, coming up this weekend against the Green Bay Packers. Also, Chris Carson and D. Eskridge are also back at practice, which is pretty great. Um, and we'll, we'll have to see if they're active or not for Sunday's game. But the fact that they're both back and practicing is a really good sign because mm-hmm. um, they're both such good such good players and and we well and d eskridge we still have so much yeah. to see though right yeah. like he, he was i great. loved his he was, speed game yeah, one he was so great when we were watching him uh, bring it back <sighs> yeah so we just hope for the best i know i know and we're going to talk more about that in our hawkeye analysis because and in our hawkeye analysis this week we're going to more so talk about what's coming up on sunday's game against the packers versus obviously breaking down the seahawks game from last week because there true. was no game that's also true so that's going to be a little bit of a change up here coming up here in the next segment but before we get to that i'm going to announce our pacific northwest athlete player of the week and that goes to it was the easiest choice yeah for this like this week it was the easiest choice and it was the obvious choice yes it goes to jordan eberly who scored the very first hat trick in seattle kraken history so and he gets the nod to be this week's pacific northwest athlete player of the week and just for those of you who would also like to know who happened to score a couple goals in the last two games on top of that hat trick, it was Eberly. He had five goals in the last three games. And so amazing. he at least he had a goal against the Knights. He had a goal against the Coyotes, Coyotes, however yeah. you want to say it. It's like caramel and caramel. How do yeah. you say it? I, I mean, I would just go with Coyotes, but yeah, I don't know. And then he had the three. So he's had five goals awesome. in the last three games. So, so it's, he gets the obvious, um, you know, nod here in this player of the week. Congrats to him. Congrats to Eberle. Welcome to this week's segment of the Hawkeye Analysis. And as I stated in the last segment, this is going to be more so looking ahead to our game against Green Bay on Sunday at one yeah. twenty-five p.m., and mm-hmm. guess who's coming back? Guess who's back? Back, back again. again. We don't have the rights to that, though. Maybe I shouldn't do any more of that. That's as much as we should do. Wilson's back. <laughs> <laughs> Tell a friend. Yeah. Uh, Russell Wilson is back. He I, made it back in so crazy weeks. Like, what the heck? I can barely like <laughs> I can barely walk after like tweaking my back, getting out of bed and at, like, that long, you know, but yeah. here he is like having massive surgery on his like throwing hand, like his finger mm-hmm. and everything. And he's just like, nah, it's great. It feels good. Like everything's fine. Like, yeah. He had his <laughs> presser today just before we were recording this, yeah. the, the podcast, this episode. And he talked about how 
yeah, like maybe the first throw or so. He's like, oh, yeah, I had surgery. And then he's like, but then it was like, okay, I'm only going to do three throws. And he's like, then it was four. Then it was five. And then it was 50. And I'm like, 50 throws? I mean, I, yeah. And he he's That's just hard. like, you just got to work through it. And his mentality to me, the way he just mm-hmm. uh, focuses on things, I have mm-hmm. so much respect for Russell Wilson as yes. his character, his determination, yes. his commitment to his passion and his love for the game he's to his team he seems so like goal oriented that and the and the, and the follow through to do that it's it's really impressive if it's I admirable had, and if i, I had like a tenth of that i'd be i wish so sad and you know he said it himself like if you have like you just got to do it right you just yeah. have a goal you just yep. got to do it yeah and uh he is to me he embodies a, le- a leader oh 100 through and through yep and so the story this week as we're looking ahead to Green Bay is, you know, Wilson's comeback story, his first game back, mm-hmm. and then against Aaron Rodgers, yeah. who may or may be coming back from testing COVID positive. And the question is, will he play? I think that as long as he passes, it sounds like there's a little bit of less um, protocol. Like, yeah, he had to be out 10 games, so sure. he missed the game against Kansas City. Um, but it sounds like for those who test positive, they just have to be out 10 days and then be cleared by a doctor with a heart stress test and some other thing. Sure. But if you're vaccinated, so for, uh, Gerald Everett's circumstance, sure. he was vaccinated, but then you have to test negative twice within 24 hours. But there was a circumstance in that where, there were some other issues with the NFL and the approval and getting him back in on the field. It's so so it's kind of interesting because some people feel like when people test positive, that it's easier to come back than like, sure. If I don't know if you're vaccinated and test positive versus if you're unvaccinated and test positive. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting to say the least. We're not medical doctors, so we won't go into all that. We're not medical we doctors. We won't go into all of the things, but that's basically that's we're the talking talk more so the about the policy component. Yes, exactly. Right? exactly it's exactly. the policy of how exactly. it's being implemented. So we'll see if, if Aaron Rodgers comes back um, uh, for Sunday's game. I wouldn't put it beside him. I think that he's going to be there on the field. I think that he's going to be ready to go. I think he's going to be cleared. Um, and I think that it's going to be a showdown between sure. Russell Wilson coming back to his first game after being out. Sure. For three games in a bye week and Aaron Rodgers coming off of the COVID reserve list. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, we've talked before, like you don't want anything bad to happen to anybody, right? Like you don't want anybody to be like severely impacted by COVID or anything if they have it. But it's just amazing to me that, um, I don't know. I mean, I guess, you know, when you have extra trainers and extra, you know, all the, all the other people that these athletes have working with them and supporting them and everything like that, like you probably can maybe get back to where you were a lot faster. So it's just, it's, it's just the power, nuts to me. It is the power of privilege, yeah, money, oh, for sure. privilege, access for to sure. the best of the best care that not everybody has access to. Mm-hmm. And there's something to be said about that, which again, we won't dive into, but we will see come probably Saturday what that status will be for sure. Aaron Rodgers. Sure. Now, one another thing I want to bring up is that the weather forecast in Green Bay on Sunday is showing a 40% chance of snow with yeah. snow showers mainly in the morning, winds at 10 to 20 miles per Ooh. hour, 
with a low of 24 degrees and a high of 39 degrees. That's Wisconsin. The kickoff (laughs) between the Seahawks and Packers starts at 125. Now, Russell Wilson is familiar with Wisconsin. He played for the Badgers. Absolutely, yeah. um, In college. He's familiar with that cold weather. Yeah. However, with his hand... It leaves some question marks about, like, how is that weather going to be for his throwing hand as sure. he's coming back off of the I surgery? Mean, he he did say in his press his press conference that, you know, he didn't have to wear a glove in terms of supporting his finger for throwing, but that he might have to if it's, like, a weather thing or something right. like that. So um, we haven't been seeing him wear a glove as practices. There's plenty of photos that show he's throwing sure. without a glove at this point. But, mm-hmm. yes, I'm glad to hear him say that he, if he has to because of the weather, that he would. I think it's important to make sure that, you know, you're keeping that hand warm, the muscles there and Absolutely, the yeah. and all that yeah. stuff warm um, because it's going to be a cold game. I mean, it's it would be cold to just sitting there as a fan, much less, you know, being someone who's trying to actually do some serious athletic, <laughs> some serious uh, throwing. Yeah, exactly. And the other question is, you know, with the weather, the way it might be, you know, some might talk about the run game and how much that's going to be implemented. Sure. And will Chris Carson be back? And he has to clear, you know, he has to get through practices and be feeling what good this week is what Pete Carroll said in his press conferences as well. Yeah. For Carson to have that shot to be activated for Sunday. But if he's back, you know, and with Russell Wilson coming back off of this injury, are we going to heavily rely on the run game? How often are you know how often would they have chris carson in there if he is activated yeah will it be alex collins getting kind of more of the nod will it be rashad rashad penny still who hasn't really shown yeah. to be productive at all yeah so some question marks there but i'm i'm really hoping that chris carson's neck is good to go that's a scary spot to have potential yes. injuries yeah. or issues or yep. inflammation problems that come up And so I I truly do hope that he's in a good place. And one thing that I feel the Seahawks um, management does is make sure that their players are in the best place possible before bringing them back. Which is nice. Which is a huge reason, I think, you know, even with um, D. Eskridge taking as long as he has with this concussion. Now, you don't want to mess with concussions either. No, not at all. But it's taken, I mean, a long time. I think longer than expected, for sure. Much longer than expected for him to come back, but they're taking care of their players and making sure they're getting mm-hmm. as many, you know, I guess points of view from doctors and, and which is clearance Absolutely. to make sure that they're in the best place possible to move forward. Yeah. I always feel like I'm kind of like, I mean, I'm not a mom except to the, to the pets, but, um, but I always feel like kind of mom like about this. Cause I'm, I just, I don't want people to come back too soon. You know, I don't want anybody to get not be quite ready, but really be pushing themselves and then, you know, get hurt worse or something like that. And so, I mean, they're people, I mean, they're athletes and you want them back because they're great players, but I'm always just, I'm always just like, I hope you're actually ready. Like, mm-hmm. don't come back too soon. One game isn't worth it. If you aren't ready, you like, give it another week. But I'm sure if the seat, like you said, the Seahawks doctors are really great about that. So I'm sure it is going to be fine. Yep. And so switching to the defensive side. Sure. Yeah. That's important. This is going to be a real test for the Seahawks defense as they have had more promising showing in the past two games against the Saints and the Jags. For sure. And, you know, if Aaron Rodgers is healthy, this defense is going to see, you know, a better offense than they have in the last few games. That's true. So with Devontae Adams, you know, 
he exposes weaknesses in the best defensive backfields. Mm-hmm. So how is our backfield going to hold up to one of the league's best wide receivers? It's a great, it's we a don't great have Trey question. flowers out there anymore. So well, in terms of making jokes about seeing ghosts of Devonte Adams, that's not going to be, you know, something that has to be talked about. Thankfully, <laughs> however, you know, I, I'm really curious to see where is Adams lining up? Who's lining up across from yeah. them? Is it DJ Reed? Is mm-hmm. it Sidney Jones? Is it Trey, mm-hmm. Trey Brown, who I have been loving? He's been doing great. But let's be honest. Again, as I just said, Devonte Adams is going to be a Hall of Fame wide receiver. He's he's, a, he's, he's great. great he's a great route runner. Yep. He's quick. He's has amazing hands. So let's remember to have a little bit of grace for our defensive backfield when they're going up against Devonte Adams. For sure. But let's see how how they do. I'm I'm hopeful. You know, I know that if if Aaron Rodgers is back and he's you know doing, I guess his best or doing well. Uh, being back, then yeah, it is going to be a really tough offense for us to go up against. And I think that, you know, our defense has, I mean, I'm hopeful again, this is like my mom's side, I guess, whatever, where I'm like, I hope their morale has been boosted the last couple games about how they've been doing better. And, and hopefully they can bring that in and work as a team and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, um, you're adorable. I think I we all hope those things. That's what I, I mean, that's, that's, yeah. the, that's the kind of fan I am though. You know, the fan I am, the fan I am. I just, I want everybody to be doing their best. <laughs> and I, I'm learning that it's more than just having fun and playing the game, but, um, but, but yeah. it's a key component. But I think that when, I think that when you're like for our defense, they've had, a, they had a tough time for a while there. And you know, that can be really disheartening and that can make it hard to go in and like do your best. But when you have some of those successes, you know, maybe that will help you to, you know, go in with like that better mindset, you know, maybe that'll just help you, especially against a tougher offense. Absolutely. So again, let's see how this defense does. Let's see how they hold up because I've been inspired the last. It's been cool to watch. Absolutely. All right. So last week we introduced a new mini segment and we're going to continue on this week with that segment. And that segment is Kate's Corner. There we go. So uh, since we didn't have a Seahawks game this week, I thought I would change it up. So if you're learning sports like me, You've probably noticed there are lots of words and terminology you have to remember. I mean, you've heard me ask Michaela about what things are and what they mean and all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of vocabulary. So um, if you're like me also, you probably wonder where these words come from or why certain names uh, go along with certain terms. So today I would like to present to you a fun vocabulary lesson. So today's word is gridiron. Say it with me, Michaela. Gridiron. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. So I've heard this word used with football and honestly, I never really understood where it came from. So I decided to look it up. The internet is a wonderful thing. It is. Some of the time. Um, (laughs) So I don't know. Some of you might know this. I definitely didn't know this, but did you know that up until about the 1920s, American football fields actually had lines going vertically and horizontally so that it looked like a grid. I didn't know that. Yeah. So this is, you know, it's the same pattern that the metal grate that goes over a fire has, like you cook on it and that's, mm-hmm. it's called a gridiron. So yeah. people started calling it gridiron football and it was actually a general term, I guess, that applied to lots of variants of football at the time since there weren't, there wasn't just one kind of way football was done. There was like eight players on a team or like just yeah. different, like all kinds of different setups. So gridiron football was uh, sort of assigned to all of that. 
But after the 1920s, people decided to go with more of the yard lines and hash marks that we know now. So, but the name stuck because it was just already so ingrained in the culture of the sport. So I didn't know that history. Yeah. Either. So it's not only a vocabulary lesson, it's, sort of a, history it's a history lesson. History lesson as well. You get to learn things, folks. Now, hopefully, you're a little bit smarter than you were before. Kate is our teacher here between the two of us. So I am that grateful for your lesson today on gridiron. You are welcome. All right. That ends our Hawkeye analysis this week. Next up is the mailbag segment. It is time for our mailbag segment. And this week we do have one question. And that question is from at rjack054. AKA Ryan Jackson. How's it going, Ryan? Thank hey. you for your question this week. And Ryan asked, does the way the season ended for the Seattle Mariners, plus the gold glove snubs of France and JP Crawford, feel very Legion of Boom slash pedestrian wide receivers level of chip they would or could potentially have on their shoulders to mix with the existing edge and swag? So I like this question because you're kind of marrying two very special sports that we have here in the Seattle area. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I do think that the Mariners came out this season with a lot of swag. As I kind of stated earlier in our podcast, I think that people did not expect them to have a 90 win season and to battle it out for trying to get that Mm -hmm. wild card playoff spot. Um, and I do think that the Mariners are going to come in with a bit of a chip on their shoulder. They're not getting necessarily the recognition that they mm-hmm. should in a lot of areas. Sure. However, I think that the fans are giving them the recognition that they deserve, whether or not the media outlets out there and, you know, people who do their own analysis of teams are giving them that recognition the fans especially at the end of the season were showing up i mean it's quite the comeback you know it was a huge from the way it started to the way it ended up that was just a it was a giant change so you know i hope that they have that you know seattle legion of boom pedestrian wide receiver-esque chip on their shoulder because i think that that was a huge part of what made that era of the seahawks so great mm-hmm. and what made them super bowl winners yeah was you know a lot of those players were lower draft picks or they went mm-hmm. undrafted on the team you know you think about jermaine curse and doug mm-hmm. baldwin not yeah. being you know undrafted uh wide receivers and great players incredible players yeah. and you think about I, th- I believe richard sherman and cam chancellor were fifth round picks um of course, you know, Tom, Earl Thomas was first rounder, but yeah. we, I think that the Mariners are going to come out looking good. Now, they need to make sure that they're making and being aggressive this offseason with free agency and signings For and sure. trades and that sort of thing. I think that they have right now, there's no better time than right now for the Seattle Mariners to strengthen this team that they already have. I really, really hope that Mitch Hanniger comes back, that they get him taken yeah, care of. That'd be great. And let's see how things roll out. Again, I, I got to get my brother on here to talk about some of these things Absolutely. with the Mariners. Yeah. He's going to have so much more to say than I think that I can give right now. Yeah. So, and his name is Ryan as well. Um, so we need to get, get Ryan 
mm-hmm. on this podcast sooner than later to talk about these offseason potential moves and um, yep. our prospecting players. Yep. So, and, and what to expect coming up this next season. Absolutely. So great question, uh, Ryan Jackson. Thank you for asking it. Oh yeah. And I hope that that was a, you know, a sufficient answer for you. Absolutely. And um, if just, just to chime in for the, the half of a second that I know anything about this, I would say sometimes having to prove yourself is a really good motivation. So if the Mariners or, you know, uh, Ty France and JP Crawford specifically are kind of feeling that that could be that fire that helps to drive um, even more. So, so there you go. Not just about warm, fuzzy, warm fuzziness over here, but also, yeah, just proving your worth is, is a good thing too. Yeah. And I would say that so many of those players in my heart and mind proved their worth and that, you know, if, if they know their worth, they know their value. It's, it's showing the world that they can be consistent in their greatness. Exactly. And, um, that's something to be respected for sure. Absolutely. Great players. Yep. All right. So this leads us to our closing podcast remarks. Um, you know, this is the end of the Pacific Northwest showdown podcast for episode eight. I want to thank you all for listening and hope that you tune in next week. Where can they follow us, Kate, if they're interested in giving us a follow? Yeah, absolutely. Check us out on social media. We are at PNW Showdown, both on Instagram and Twitter, and uh, pretty active on Twitter with that. So uh, feel free to feel free to at us if you want to, maybe about nice stuff, not about mean stuff. But I know that our listeners are all really great and nice. So I don't think they are too much about that. But our listeners are very great human beings that I have loved interacting with. It's been so great. It's been really great. So thank you all for being kind. Thank you all for being um, supportive of this podcast. Totally. And as you know, I just want you guys to remember to always take care of your heart and mind above all else. Until next time. Hey, so Michaela, since probably everybody stopped listening by now, um, I just thought this would be kind of a fun time to ask you a question I've been wondering about. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, so Michaela, would you rather Mm -hmm. have to always wear a football helmet everywhere you go? Okay. Can't really take it off. It's kind of like on, unless you have to like wash your hair or something, I guess. Or would you rather always have to wear 
hockey skates everywhere you go. Ooh. Yeah. What do you think? Football helmet? Hockey skates. I feel like a football helmet will keep me safe. <laughs> you are kind of clumsy sometimes. So I feel like besides the fact that the face mask might be annoying when I'm trying to eat or drink. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's I've a good point. I've gotten used to trying to eat with a face mask on that's like... Oh, like a like a like a like a, like a cloth mask, right? Or, yeah. So like pulling it up and down. So I feel like I can navigate that fine, but I do think that that would probably keep me much more safe than trying to walk around with hockey skates on. Yeah, I feel like I'd break a couple ankles. So let's go with the safer option. Yeah, of a football helmet. I I think that would work really well for you. I like that answer. Mm. Good yeah, job, babe. Thanks for asking. Yeah, of course. I'm glad that that mystery has now been solved. It has. <laughs>